0: Daily Drive is brought to you by eBay Motors. Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. I'm Jason Stein, publisher of Automotive News, and this is Daily Drive for Tuesday, March 9th. Everyone has talked about the acceleration of the digital space over the course of the past 12 months, but few have looked closely at the operational changes that need to be made to go from this crisis to the next one. Many things have changed, from consumer interaction to facility footprints to organizational structure within a dealership. All of those adjustments and the immediate belt tightening led to some of the best operating results dealers have ever experienced but where do they go from here? How do automakers and dealers come together to form a better model that is more inclusive of these changes and more emblematic of the new world? The challenge is not what's now, it's what's next. And that's the subject of today's Daily Drive, as explained by a longtime industry veteran. It's been a while since we've heard from Dave Zukowski, an executive with nearly 40 years at the OEM level, most recently as the CEO of Hyundai Motor America. There's no question Dave always had a very close relationship with the retail community. Now, as Chief Strategy Officer for Unite Digital, a full-service digital strategy company for dealers, he can bring all of his experiences to the table. Founded in 2016 by industry veteran Stacey Coops, Unite Digital helps brands connect their retailers to deliver unique digital experiences. Dave Zukowski brings his own unique perspective to that conversation. To talk about where dealers are and where they need to be, We've reached Dave Zukowski in South Florida. What's a voice I haven't heard in a long time and a face I haven't seen in a long time. So, Dave, it is great to connect with you again. How are you?
1: I am great, and it's really good to hear your voice too, Jason.
0: Tell our audience what you've been up to since we saw you last. And I think uh, when we saw you last, you were, of course, at the top spot at Hyundai. But I know you've been incredibly busy since then. Uh, tell uh, Tell me what life looks like for Dave Zukowski now.
1: Yeah. Well, different for sure. Um, I, I, I just, I'd had enough of the OEM world. I spent 38 years in it. So I dabbled in some other stuff and I went into the you know supplier side of the business. And I worked at a, a company called ABN, which, uh, um, does, uh, digital, uh, communication platforms at dealerships. And I'm on the board there now. And then I, I moved to a, a company called Unite Digital, which is a full service Digital agency. That's that's. I've always been very involved in the migration of automotive to the digital world, the online world, from in store to online. And I think we've been a laggard. And and with Unite, it's been really, really fun to get into that business and to help develop a business model that's going to be much more conducive to customer expectations uh, today and get them prepared to weather the next hundred years. So it's been a, really a gas.
0: And of course we know Unite Digital's leadership and Stacy Coops who we we have known through the years and the days back at Ford. Tell me what's appealing about Unite Digital and 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 how you're trying to help retailers transform.
1: Yeah, I was just so impressed with uh Stacy's vision of the digital ecosystem if you will. It's, you know, one of the problems is it's so fragmented as you know, technology emerges over time, so solutions emerge over time. So you end up getting this this layered approach and nothing really systemic, right? Nothing integrated. And and one of the promises of digital was it was always supposed to reduce, you know, marketing expenses, and it never has really lived up to that because of this fragmentation. So so Stacy's vision is really to create a you know, by by definition, it's in our name. We want to unite um tier one, tier two, and tier three and make it a seamless frictionless interaction with the consumer because we're the only ones that differentiate between the tiers the consumer doesn't so so unite the tiers going that way and also unite the experience from dealer to consumer to oem so that the visibility to the consumer the the consumer's ability to interact and go online and come back into the store and have that information captured it takes it takes all three parties to make that work right. So the whole idea of aligning and integrating the experience and providing the, the technology and the innovation to do that is, is where she, I think, really excels in her vision.
0: So in principle, it all sounds like it's seamless, but I'm sure that it is um, full of challenges. What are some of the biggest challenges in trying to do exactly the mission that you just set out? to do
1: yeah really the biggest problem is is this age-old debate about who owns the data who controls the data and and you really have to stop um in this digital ecosystem you can't have data providers and oems and dealers and service providers all fighting over whose data it is and and that sort of thing it really needs to be a systemic environment a shared environment where we're all the players in that ecosystem aren't fighting with one another, but they're, they're interacting with one another for a shared solution um, that, that will appease the, uh, the shopper, right? The, the shopper is one that gets caught in the crossfire when you have all this infighting that's going on within the digital ecosystem. So I think the, the, the control and the ownership of the data and the ability to eliminate, there's a lot of um endpoint solutions. So, we got a problem with leads. We fix it with the lead management system. We got a problem with digital advertising. We can fix it with SEM. You know, the, they, the solutions have been one-off solutions. And now it's got to be a broader um, solution that looks at the entire ecosystem. And that's, um, it's clunky right now. It's coming. Um, obviously, the pandemic has helped accelerate uh, some of uh, the uh, transition and the migration to a more digital environment but but it, it it really is dependent upon um um the the, f- the final pieces of emerging technology you know the pieces a lot of people um are working on the the front end of the shopping journey where you've got you know shopping and vehicle configuration and 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 things like that the pay- payment calculation the the tougher part of that once you get into um uh financing and licensing and titling and things like that, really messy, really dirty. So so my view of digital retailing is that every one of the processes that exists in a store has got to exist simultaneously online and the customer will will seamlessly bounce back. They're going to pick and choose where they want to and how they want to transact, but the technology has got to be able to handle it either online or in-store and tie in those all together is where we're at right now, but we're, we're making, um, a, a lot of progress. It's moving quickly and, 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 we're just about there. So it's been a long journey, but we're, we're much more, I mean, much of the, um, the gold standard has been set by digital first people that are outside of the industry. Um, uh, you know, Amazon and Instacart and Uber and Netflix and, Uh, That ilk, they've set a gold standard now that consumers expect when they go shopping
0: for a car. And we haven't been able to deliver on that in the past. We're getting a lot closer right now. We'll hear more from Dave Zukowski after this message.
2: The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every 3 minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. You mentioned
0: the pandemic, Dave, and uh, you you were on a recent panel uh, at the STAR, which is Standards for Technology and Automotive Retail General Session. You talked a lot at that point about how far dealers have come during the last 12 months, but you say that uh, while – well, there's been a rapid acceleration and that the industry, the disruption that the industry feared has happened, the challenge now for dealers and OEMs will be to continue to lean into those changes. And as you write, not get sucked back into their comfort zones awaiting for the next crisis. I wonder if you can elaborate on that.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I was fascinated by, by what happened during COVID. So, so in my mind, when you start uh, before, before COVID ever, ever, um rose um there were issues structural issues within the 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 dealer uh, retail business model that we're not going to go away anytime soon it's it's a it's a volume business and we just finished a 10-year bull run in volume so you know volumes are going to be at risk and that's a problem when when um you know revenue cures all evil so volume is at risk it puts more pressure on on margins and on costs and unfortunately it's in the best of times Automotive has been a very, very thin margin business, and those are getting compressed more and more every day with internet transparency, with disruptive people coming into the segment and rewriting the business rules. So margins aren't, aren't going to get any better anytime quickly. And then at the same time, volumes are coming down and margins are being squeezed. You've got costs which are continuing to accelerate, whether it's people costs or marketing costs or inventory costs or facility costs. Or facility costs. For compliance, costs, regulation, all sorts of technology costs are going up, volumes are coming down, and margins are getting squeezed. So that's not a good recipe. And then you drop um, the pandemic in on top of that, and you go, "Oh my God, we've got a, a perfect alignment of the stars for some sort of a disaster." And that just flat didn't happen. The, the dealers are amazingly proactive, amazingly resilient. They always do really well in a downturn to to survive whatever it takes. And they did exactly that this time. And we saw some of the best volume numbers and best profit reporting we've ever seen in the midst of the pandemic. And its they did the typical uh, belt tightening. They went through every line item account. They negotiated with every one of their suppliers. They cut prices. They had to furlough and lay off people. They consolidated jobs. They reduced inventories. They cut back on advertising because demand disappeared overnight. Those are... Part of a playbook that's fairly typical for our cyclical business. The difference this time is obviously we have greater technology to enable the things we needed to do for contactless deliveries and and, and shelter at home uh, um, uh, guidelines. but But what happened, which surprised everybody, is that the consumers actually enjoyed the experience. When they weren't dealing with a flooded flowroom showroom floor and they had a single point of contact, that took them from greetings and intro and landing on a car, all the way to delivery without handoffs to a bunch of different managers. They like that. Um, the, the effectiveness of really targeted marketing. If you don't have a ton of inventory, you can you can focus on your own owner base and do very very targeted, cost effective marketing, which allows them to customize their approach rather than a one size fits all broad traditional and very expensive marketing approach. I mean, inventories get came down and holding costs came down and and the, the structure of the dealership um, changed quite a bit. If you, if you think about the way a dealership is structured, it's generally to support the negotiating, negotiating process with with liners and closers, and desk managers, and et cetera. And the consumer really doesn't want the go back and forth hassle of negotiation as much. I mean, it's not going to go away, but I think uh structuring an entire dealership based on delivering that doesn't make a whole bunch of sense when those are generally fairly uh high paid uh management. So the other thing that that the uh pandemic did is it is it forced the dealerships to lean down their organizational structure to to combine people that that if one person just used to do F and I now he's gonna be desk and deals. And do an F and it just, it really flattened it. It really made it leaner and it worked really well in the dealership environment, which is why the dealers did so well. So now the problem is we're, 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 we're back to, um, pretty much where we were prior to COVID. Things are moving along pretty well and the traditional, um, move is that things slowly start ebbing back to where they were before. So dealers are incredibly um, talented when it comes to responding to a, a short-term challenge in the marketplace, but they but they tend to resist long-term change because the business models work so well for the last 100 years. But the reality is, is this time to me the difference with with uh, COVID is this time because the all the risk of change, which is why dealers resist it. Um, if it works pretty well, why why? Uh, fix something that isn't broken so they tend to resist structural change but they were forced into structural change it worked for them it delivered great results for them so let's let's embrace it let's lean into it let's don't let's don't back away from it and go back to what we did before let's let's if a consumer doesn't want a flooded showroom floor and they prefer to have a single point of contact with their salesperson let's listen to that If they don't really want heavy back and forth negotiating, why do you want to have a dealership that has, and this is NADA's number, there's, there's two, two managers for every one salesperson. That's a really, really top heavy management structure to support a negotiating system that, that, that consumers really don't want anymore. So there's those types of things. Why carry huge, heavy inventories with extensive holding costs when dealers are, when, when consumers are willing to um, find an order that matches what they want within the pipeline, or wait a little bit to take delivery. This whole idea of immediate grat- gratification is somewhat unique to the auto business, and and it doesn't need to be that way. And it drives a lot of cost that the model can no longer afford. So, and if you're not. If you're not carrying heavy inventories, then you really don't need the type of extensive am- advertising and marketing campaigns that you did before, and they can be more targeted versus broad based. So it 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 it's sort of intuitive, but it's that the important thing here is is brands will be shaped by the experience that the consumer has at their store. And digital allows us to control and influence that experience better than anything we else anything else we have. So let's let's embrace and engage this digital technology to deliver a consumer experience that they're used used to in other verticals, but haven't been used to in automotive. So I, I think it's a great opportunity, and I, and I think um, that the dealers had a, a huge learning in terms of how they came out of COVID, and I just think it's really important that we we stick with that. And continue those learnings, and, and continue to to develop um, the the selling process to uh, to something that the today's consumer r- really wants and appreciates.
0: Excellent thoughts, all, Dave. Uh, one final thing: as you watched from the sidelines, as the pandemic uh, took hold, as it affected production, as it affected every corner of the industry, I've got to imagine that you were, it, to some extent, wearing your former CEO hat and and thinking. How would I get through this? D- did you have many days like that? And
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I did. It, it's, uh, it, and it reminded me, and again, I wasn't directly involved in it, but I, it reminded me of 2008 after Lehman Brothers went down and the aftermath of that. And it was just, I mean, really all the business rules that, in my case, I spent almost 40 years working with, they, they were thrown out the window. And it was even more so in February, March of, of, of last year when this happened. And I give, you know, the entire industry. I think was the dealers for sure, but I think the OEMs did a terrific job in in responding to market conditions, in in things that were just never even discussed before. As giving up or walking away from, they gave them up and walked away from them. I I just think the the ability to to change on the run was never more evident for all of the you know whether it was. Um, uh, provider, uh, service providers, or, or data providers, or OEMs, or dealers, they all just pitched in and figured out a way to make it work. And I was really impressed with how that came together and how quickly it happened.
0: Excellent. It's always good to hear your voice. Let's not make it uh, this length of time again uh, between conversations. You've offered a lot of insight here for our uh, listeners, and we look forward to hearing more from you, Dave.
1: Well, I really appreciate talking to you, Jason. It's always fun to talk about the business.
0: We reach Dave Zakowski in South Florida. And that's Daily Drive for Tuesday, March 9th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And for a library of more than 175 interviews, go to autonews.com slash daily drive. We'll be back Wednesday.